Hello everybody and welcome back. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community run by Warren Jeffs and I moved out of that polygamous group when I was 18 years old. Yes, and today we are excited to share something that is a little bit different. Um, it's one of those things that I was thinking of the other day that I was like, you know what? This isn't a typical question because probably nobody even knows to ask this question, mm -hmm. but it's something I always found really interesting. And so I wanted to share a little bit more about it Yep. and let Sam answer my questions that I had when we first got together. Believe it or not, she still has questions <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. So one thing that some of you may know, some of you may not know if you're not familiar with the FLDS polygamous boys, but... Um, I grew up in a small town right outside of where Sam grew up. They were like 45 minutes apart. And so we would see the FLDS guys quite frequently in our town. Yep. And they always drove the nicest, most expensive, jacked up trucks that like we had ever seen. Jacked up meaning they had a lift on them. Oh yeah, jacked up <laughs> <laughs> meaning they had like crazy lift kits. Yep. And they always had really dark tint. And right, and we always thought yep. we're like, oh my gosh, it's because they're trying to keep like secrets and stuff. So I Watch wanted to out. ask Sam. That's some what we questions. wanted everyone to think. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I'd ask him some questions so he could share with you guys why polygamous guys always have such really really nice trucks, or at least the it, FLDS ones. It is a great question, and I'm not surprised you have that question. There were probably a lot of people that lived around where we grew up that wondered why. Why do they always have such nice vehicles and trucks and all that? So yeah. Yeah, that, so, that, so why, let, Let's get into it. Just, <laughs> okay, great. So, well, there's a lot of reasons. But uh, number one, I would say, is a lot of them needed trucks for their jobs. They, yeah. didn't need, they didn't need the nicest trucks in the world, but they needed trucks. So let's just start there. They needed trucks because of the type of work they would do often in construction. In construction. Question, yeah. though. When you add, like, you know, a 20-inch lift. Yep. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but Sometimes. when you add a super huge <laughs> lift, does that make it harder to like put stuff into your truck? Like, yes, but it's worth it. You know, seems counterproductive. It's, it's worth the pain to, to get the truck, the nicest, lifted, most beautiful, decked out truck. So uh, that was just a thing out there. It was everyone was almost in competition to have the best looking, the nicest truck, and they would go. My brothers, I, I, I moved out when I was 18, so I didn't really have a chance to get my own truck and do all the things I would have done, who knows, to, to the truck that I would have gotten. But um, but a lot of my brothers would put, like you say, they would do the lifts, the fancy big wheels and the tires and the, the custom tailgates and the custom grill in the front and uh, the custom liner in the back of the bed, uh, really dark tint, like you say, custom stereo systems in the inside. When I was growing up out there, they didn't have the big touch screen TVs yet, so we would always put in a fancy, uh, not stereo always, system. but a lot of times put in a fancy stereo system. and To blast your to blast our church music? Church, church music, of course. Never, <laughs> never the radio. <clears throat> never Taylor Swift or Hillary Duff if you're Sam. But. Well, you know, those, those we couldn't resist. Those, those, no, I'm just kidding. So anyway, we did, uh, definitely we listened to music that we weren't supposed to in our trucks, but we weren't supposed to. But uh, anyway, so we'd always do all this, put all this money, oh, uh, custom exhaust uh, pipes and things to make it sound nice, and it was supposed to save on gas mileage, but I st I'm still not convinced that it made any difference. <laughs> uh, we would suit them up so they'd have more power and more get up and go and that. So anyway, it was definitely a lot, thousands and thousands of dollars put into these trucks after buying a truck that was already Super expensive. you know, $80,000 truck, depending on which one they got. So, Do you feel like they did it 
like there weren't many things like material type of things that you guys were allowed to have, right? Like you didn't have computers and like your phones weren't supposed to have internet. Do you feel like it was just like the one thing that material wise you guys could have? Yes, it it was a big part of it. And uh, kind of someone else asked a question recently on our channel. Why does, why do they all wear watches? And once again, kind of going hand in hand here. You're right. Um, not only it was very rare for, for us or them to go on uh, vacations, big family vacations. They didn't celebrate many holidays, so they weren't spending money on that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, a, I think it was a, a kind of a way of feeling like they had something that could be their own and they could make it how they wanted to make it because so much was dedicated to how the church wants it. Yeah. So it was one of those things where, okay, I can get a truck, the truck I want, and I can do to the truck what I want to do to the truck, you know, and kind of feel like they had that control over it. Yeah. But but it was definitely something like the dark tint you mentioned. Uh, that's, that's something that, um, you know, it's hard to say. I know that a lot of people did it because uh, if they were sneaking out with a girl or something, they didn't Ooh. want people around the community to see that who was in their truck. Ah. So that was one reason. So to stay secretive within their own community, not exactly. from the outsiders. Exactly. Okay? Yep. No, that's true. It is true. And uh, in the summer times, it was nice to have darker tints just to kind of keep the heat out of the truck. And I think it just kind of became a cool thing to do. Like everyone tried to have the darkest tint. And I remember sometimes people would put the tints so dark on their back windows that at nighttime they'd have a hard time backing up oh. before the day of backup cameras. Oh, uh, so, because they couldn't see out of out the back window. So anyway, it was, and a lot of times they got pulled over for uh, the tent being too dark. In Utah, you couldn't have tent that dark. Yeah. But I noticed that like so, um, where they're from is like right on the border of Utah and Arizona, mm-hmm. and it seemed to be that the guys that had the really really dark tent would always get their trucks registered in Arizona where it was legal to have tint darker, a little bit darker yeah. and then they'd be driving in Utah, but like the Utah <laughs> cops could only do so much right. if they were registered. Is that true? Right. Or is that yes, just like they, something we... No, it's true, but they would have to have somewhere in Arizona to register it too, right? So they couldn't just, oh, gotcha. you know, if they lived in Utah, which I lived in the, on the Utah side, so all of my brothers had their trucks registered in Utah and would get pulled over if the tent was too dark. <laughs> but they would pay the fine and, and keep their tent. Okay, so, so how competitive was it between, like, brothers? Like, was it like if this brother got this kind of tent, then mm-hmm. the other one would try to, like, one-up them, or if they did this to their truck? Like, was it competitive between everyone? There was always a little bit of competition with, you know, having nice things, whether it was the trucks or the watches or the or the leather jackets or whatever the case may be. There were always, there was definitely a little bit of competition. But, yeah, amongst the trucks, it seems like, you know, everyone would try to get the, the tallest lift on the truck or the, the nicest grill or the nicest um, t- tail lights and all that. So definitely some kind of comp- t- uh, competition going on. But um, because they all lived in construction it seemed and didn't spend their money on, you know, vacations and, and holidays and, and things <clears throat> like that. And the, and the boys weren't allowed to date, so they weren't spending money on, on dating and that type of thing. Uh, they had the, all this money even after giving a large sum of it to the church, they did have money left over where they could spend on all these nice trucks and do and do things, you know, like that, that would cost extra money. And I know some people are going to ask, but 
So you guys got to own your own trucks. The church wouldn't try to own it. Because I know I had heard before that like later on when Warren Jeffs was put in prison, like right. uh, they would have to like sign their cars over. And I know yeah. that it got a little bit more where the church was possessive. But when you were out there. No. When, I, when I was out there, yes. You would buy your own vehicle. It would be under your name. Every um, All of my older brothers had bank accounts. And so they had they had their, their own separate financials. Yeah. Whether they could do what as they pleased. I know that as Warren, well, certain amounts of money was required to turn into the church, uh, but but as uh, but as far as the other money that was left over, they could do with do with it as they pleased. And I do know that as Warren Jeffs was thrown into prison, and bef- even before he was put into prison, uh, things started getting a lot more strict. And okay, everything belongs to the church, and I need control over everything. It seemed like towards the end there. Yeah. yeah, but when he was out there, just because I had a feeling, I'm like, that's going to yeah. be <laughs> asked about. But um, no. While I was out there, it was a lot easier to get away with owning things that you wanted to own and and, uh, and that. So. And what was the first truck you ever drove? Oh, boy. So, legally? <laughs> <laughs> let's do, yes, let's do legally. Because technically, I drove a lot out there before I moved out. But I didn't. I, I actually got my driver's license after moving at, away. At 18 years old, I moved away. Um, I had my permit. I, I had I had started the process, and I had gone with my mother to the closest DMV and got my my driving permit. So that I had, but I had not had my driver's license until after you left. Until after I left. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so it was the first truck. What truck would you normally drive around? Or so, um, well, a, a lot of different trucks. Um, almost, I drove almost all of my brother's trucks growing up around the community. I didn't really drive outside of the community that much. Only on rare occasions. So. But uh, the first truck I ever drove, I would have been, oh, I don't know, 10 years, 11 years old. And my brother and I uh, were just kind of playing around, the brother just younger than me, and we were playing in our backyard, and one of my older brothers had a big white Chevy truck. And it was huge, big wheels, really, really left, just a ginormous truck. And it was parked right in front of a big stack of pallets. Does everyone know what a pallet is? Yeah. Like a wooden pallet. Yeah. So anyway, and so we were just playing around. We said, oh, hey, there's a truck right here. And oh, hey, the keys are in it. So we jumped in and I jumped in the driver's seat. And of course, it's a stick shift. And I I could barely, you know, I was just trying to figure out how to work it and the clutch and all that. So we started it and and tried to push the clutch and everything. And I just crashed right into the pallets. There was no no stopping the truck. I had no idea what was going on. How angry was your brother? Well, it was a big monster truck. It didn't even touch it. Oh, okay. The, the pallet, just rolls the, the, right over the, the, the pallet. The pallet stack just uh, knocked over and then it stopped, caught on one of the pallets or something. So anyway, <laughs> so that was the first experience I had. But, you know, I mean, I had a lot of experiences just driving, delivering. I worked at a, at a farm store out there. So delivering bells of hay or whatever it was that we were doing, I would drive around here and there. So. Typical, typical small town yep. stuff when you drive too young and yep. driving around town. <laughs> so, but but yeah, I mean there were every type of truck they would have. It wasn't just Chevy or just Ford or just the Ram trucks or anything. It was uh, they had every variety you can think of out there. I will say though, in my family, we were not allowed to have a truck the color red. That was that oh. was a, that was a no no. So no no red trucks. No there red were trucks. a couple trucks out there that were red though. It was very few and far between, and I don't know if they got an amazing deal on them or something, and that's why they ended up with it. But 
But I did see a couple red trucks. But in my family, it wasn't allowed. Just showing weird, like, signs of rebellion, right? Like, yeah, you're like, probably. well, I'm going to rebel just a little bit. Get I'm going to get a red truck. truck. Boom. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So. Well, if you want to hear more about what it was like for Sam growing up in polygamy, then please like and subscribe. And also on our Instagram, at Growing Up in Polygamy, we are going to be um, finding out if anybody can guess what Sam's dun, dream dun, truck dun. is. Because right now he does not currently have a truck no. for a guy. But... I had one for a time, and I'm not going to say what kind that was to give anything away. <laughs> but I did have one, and then I sold it. So, so. Go on to our Instagram, let us know what you think Sam's dream truck is, and we will let you all know tomorrow. Good luck guessing. We'll talk to you all soon. Talk to you soon.